the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Onward we roll into hour number two. Now nine minutes past ten o'clock. Thanks for joining us on AM 1420. The answer on a Monday. It is the 23rd morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord 2019. House Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff among Democrats raising the specter of impeachment, saying the president may have crossed the Rubicon. Democratic Senator Chris Murphy told NBC's Meet the Press. I think that Republicans who claim to be national security experts uh, need to demand that the whistleblower present himself or herself. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is demanding that Acting Director of National Intelligence Joseph McGuire hand over the whistleblower complaint. McGuire is set to testify on Capitol Hill on Thursday. So a whistleblower who was not there to get first-hand knowledge of what was said on the phone call once uh, is essentially the tool being used by Pencilneck and the rest to impeach the president. Again, they go in search. This is an impeachment inquiry in search of an actual crime. Joining us uh, now, oh, where is he? Uh, yeah, that's bad policy. Uh, can't do that uh, on live radio. So uh, we're waiting to hear back from uh, uh, John Cardillo is my guest, uh, whose phone la- dr- phone just dropped, apparently, or something. Um, and we're going to try to get him back on. John Cardillo is a uh, talk show host on Newsmax Television for America Live, or excuse me, America Talks Live, rather, is the name of his show. Each and every afternoon, uh, I watch it. Actually, technically, I'm busy then. I record it on DVR, but it's a great uh, uh, show. And John is... Uh, uh, is very well connected and very dialed in to the intelligence community, and we're going to talk to him uh, about that in just a moment. Hopefully, that phone line, phone line will 
get reestablished because this is a big part of what we're trying to do in this particular segment. In the meantime, while I try to, or we try to do that, um, uh, what I am going to do is give you a little bit more background on this story by way of Rudy Giuliani, who was on with Maria Bartiromo this morning and was defending the president and essentially casting uh, doubt on the entirety of the allegations against the president. A proper action by a president, they might say improper, but certainly not grounds for impeachment. As the story gets less serious, as the story disappears, they still want to impeach. So I hope the American people get the point. They want to impeach. It doesn't matter. That is exactly what they want to do. They want to impeach, and it doesn't matter why. They're tried with collusion. They can't get them with collusion. They try, they try with uh, uh, racism. Uh, they try with uh, a recession or claims of recession or calls for recession, not claims of calls for recession. They're trying to get them knocked out of office before they act, actually have to face them in another, in another uh, presidential race. Bottom line, they really feel as though they cannot beat him, and therefore they have to try to remove him. And this is just the latest example of that. More from Rudy with Maria Bartiromo. Did the oh. president threaten to cut off aid no. to the Ukraine? No. no, that was a false story. 100%. Well, I can't tell you if it's 100%. Because we know that the administration did delay U.S. aid to Maria, Ukraine. The Wall Street Why? Journal also fails in its false article today. It fails to point out on the headlines on Saturday in the Ukraine, but the Ukrainian version of this story, Ukraine says no pressure. The foreign minister of the Ukraine gave a speech and he said that he's privy to the tape, privy to the conversation. There was no pressure. No pressure, according to the Ukrainians. No pressure, according to the president. But an anonymous whistleblower who was not there firsthand, but getting secondhand reports from somebody who was there listening to the call, uh, says that uh, uh, there was uh, pressure applied uh, onto the Ukrainian uh, administration uh, with respect to withholding American f- uh, f- uh, um, uh, aid if they don't uh if they don't do something to investigate Joe Biden and find dirt on Joe Biden as it pertains to his son who was paid 3 million dollars uh by way of the Ukrainian government so it's a, it's a big deal and like i said we're going to have more information on this from John Cardillo hopefully hopefully Sooner rather than later. We're having a little bit of a phone issue this morning, unfortunately. All right. So uh, if you have thoughts on that, I will invite you to dial 216-901-0945, You can also... Uh uh, you can also uh, text or, excuse me, tweet to the program or Facebook to the program as well at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, all one word, no spaces, no underscores. A little bit more from what Giuliani was saying on this. He, he, he essentially channeled President Trump this morning with his own Twitter blitz, okay? Uh, did Rudy Giuliani. He just went President Trump with his uh, twi- tweeting thumbs and really wanted to kind of clear the air here and also to turn this Ukraine story into a big problem with the, for, with the Democrats. Now, we know that Giuliani is the personal attorney for the president, and he's a huge critic of Joe Biden and his son's relationship with Ukraine, accusing Kiev of laundering $3 million to Hunter Biden and suggested that the Obama administration knew this and turned a blind eye and made a prediction that the scandal is only just beginning in its infancy. If, Rudy Giuliani tweeted, if the Dem Party doesn't call for an investigation of Biden's millions from Ukraine and billions from China, they will own it. Biden's made big money selling public office. How could Obama have allowed this to happen? Will Dems continue to condone and enable this kind of pay-for-play, end quote? Now, he titled his first tweet, New Fact, and said that Hunter Biden 
received a one-time payment of $3 million from the Ukraine that went through Latvia and then to Cyprus before entering the United States. Rudy Giuliani did not provide how he learned about that purported transaction, but said prosecutors were stonewalled at a t- the time rather when they inquired about the sum. So back to Twitter for Rudy Giuliani. Did Obama know that his VP, this is Rudy Giuliani tweeting, the one he put in charge of giving billions to Ukraine, had a son who was making millions on the board of one of the most corrupt companies in Ukraine? Biden's boss had stolen $5 billion, Hunter Biden, by the way. This does not mean Joe Biden. Joe Biden's boss would mean Barack Obama. So I've got to be clear about this. Hunter Biden's boss had stolen $5 billion from Ukraine and was a fugitive. Did Obama know? Did he approve? End quote. These were all tweets from Rudy Giuliani this morning. The Wall Street Journal reported Friday that Trump asked his Ukrainian counterpart to investigate Hunter Biden, who had a, uh, had a key role in a natural gas firm, Burisma Holdings, that was being investigated by a Ukrainian prosecutor. Remember the prosecutor we talked about in the first hour? As a part of the corruption probe. Now, Hunter Biden had not been accused of wrongdoing during this time, this, uh, his time at the company, where he made that $50,000 a month as a member of the board of directors there, according to the New York Times. Up until his role on the board, Biden had no experience in Ukraine at all. But suddenly he is worth $50,000 a month on this board of directors in Ukraine. Something doesn't smell right. At a conference two years after he left office, Joe Biden openly boasted about successfully pressuring Ukraine to fire that prosecutor. This is where, when he was vice president, I gave you that uh, audio in the first hour of the program. Now, yesterday, the president appeared to confirm that he did speak about Joe Biden with the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, but insisted the call was routine. Democrats seized on his admission that he did talk to him about, about Biden and some renewed calls for impeachment. Yeah, I'm not going to get into all of those nonsense, uh, nonsensible things. Uh, Political observers raise questions as to why Trump would allow himself to get into a position that it could even appear like he's seeking help from a foreign power to achieve political ends. Giuliani stressed the story is not about... um is not the phone calls, rather the crony capitalism on display, where the son of a sitting vice president could make millions working on the board of a Ukrainian gas company. The president also accused Joe Biden, by the way, of dishonesty in claiming that uh, he had never spoke to his son about spoken to his son about uh, his business dealings with the Ukrainian company, despite Hunter Biden telling the New Yorker magazine just a few years ago that they spoke once about it. All right, so we're going to pause here and say this, or to ask this. Does Joe Biden's son have anything to hide? If Joe Biden's son has anything to hide, the next question then becomes, did Joe Biden help him hide it? And if the answer to that question is yes, Joe Biden helped him to hide it, we have a very material issue here for his presidential campaign. It matters. Why would Hunter Biden, who had zero experience in Ukraine, Zero. Be offered a position on the board of directors for a Ukrainian energy company, paying him $50,000 per month, not per year, per month. Why would they do that? That's question number one. How did he find himself in that very advantageous position? Question number two. Is it reasonable in your opinion? This is just this is speculating speculation now. Is it reasonable in your opinion to think that Hunter Biden, 
making $50,000 a month from a foreign country's um, energy company, would never talk to his father about that? Is it reasonable to think that Joe Biden would never consult with his son and say, hey, I see you're killing it over in Ukraine. Tell me all about it. Is that reasonable? Because it doesn't sound reasonable to me. And if Hunter Biden is doing anything untoward in his dealings with this uh, Ukrainian company and this $3 million that he is taking, and Joe Biden knows about it, this is material to the presidential campaign, to Joe Biden's presidential campaign. And last thing here before we take a time out, we're going to try to reestablish that connection with our guest. The last thing is this. About the transcript. The Democrats are demanding the transcript because of the whistleblower who was not even there, was not there uh, with firsthand knowledge of what was said, only going by, uh, going by hearsay, what they were told what was th- that was said. They want this transcript released. Can I tell you what we will never, ever have again if they start releasing transcripts of phone calls between foreign leaders? What we will never have again is phone calls between foreign leaders. Foreign diplomacy will be will be dead. Nobody is ever going to do it again. They will only have face-to-face meetings where they will not have people there transcribing things. Foreign diplomacy will be so much harder. This would set a precedent that would affect many future presidents. And that's why this matters. And that's why pencil neck uh, Adam Schiff uh, is going so hard at this. He knows full well the repercussions of this for President Trump, and he is willing to damage, and they, not just he, but they are willing to damage uh, the president's ability to communicate with foreign leaders as a result. Let me get a quick time out here. It's 1020, the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, uh, here's the deal. It's 1025, by the way. Thanks for joining us. Our guest, John Cardillo from uh, Newsmax Television, uh, had a bit of a phone issue. It is resolved, uh, but rather than bring him on now, in a short period of time here, we're going to talk to him at 1035. So he will be on the air with us. By the way, I should also point this out. My apologies. Last half hour, um, I did not uh, tell you about uh, uh, Jim Jordan. Obviously, Monday is our Jim Jordan day. If you're a regular listener to this program, you're probably wondering, where was Jordan? Because we all love listening to um, the ranking member of the uh, House Oversight Committee, a member of the Judiciary Committee, and our fourth congressional district district representative. But Jim Jordan is not on today because I'm going to have the privilege of seeing him in person on Wednesday's program. Tomorrow, after I get off the air here... I'll be heading to Washington, D.C. for the Hold Their Feet to the Fire Federation of American Immigration Reform uh, 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 event uh, for Wednesday and Thursday. So Wednesday and Thursday, I'll be broadcasting live from Radio Row. Nearly a 100 conservative talk radio shows are going to be represented in D.C. on Wednesday and Thursday, all broadcasting around the clock from morning sh- morning drive shows to mid-morning shows to afternoon shows to evening shows, uh, all from... Washington, D.C., where we will be talking with legislators, we will be talking with um, members of FAIR, Numbers USA, and other uh, immigration-oriented uh, organizations. We'll talk to victims of illegal immigrant crimes. We'll talk to law enforcement agencies. We'll talk to ICE. We'll talk to uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. We'll talk to everybody. 
and I cannot wait to be a part of that. I was there last year for the first time. This is about their 16th, I want to say, year they've been doing this, and uh, we'll be there again this week. So I'll be in D.C. on Wednesday and Thursday, and Congressman Jordan will be one of the first guests we have on the air with us on Wednesday. That's why he's not with us today. We'll talk to him in person about mostly about uh, matters relating to immigration, uh, illegal immigration, sanctuary cities, uh, and uh, the the ongoing problem with asylum and more. So Congressman Jordan will be joining me on Wednesday morning. A little FYI there. And as mentioned, John Cardilla will join me after the news. Right now, we'll go to the phones, and uh, North uh, North Homestead is where we'll stop and find Basil there. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, uh, good, good luck in Washington, by the way. Very uh, much a looking year forward ago, to it. Thank you. You're welcome. A year ago, from uh, this date to the present time, the Democratic Socialist Party has in Congress has done nothing for the American public, and every major city that is run by the Democrats are becoming sewers from Baltimore and San Francisco. We know what's going on in these places. What have they done for the American public on behalf of the American public while Donald Trump has done tremendous things, practically without the help of the Congress or the Senate, uh, the House of Representatives or the Senate? And And I'm Wondering myself right now, from now until next year at this time, imagine the trash they're going to be throwing at this president. Keep those points in mind, because we're witnessing the decay of the political system on the Democratic Socialist Party. And I'm a little disappointed that more Republicans aren't standing up. Some are taking their voice like Jim Jordan, thank goodness, and we need more of that. But when you really look back at a year to the present day, all these people have done is complain about the American success story. To me, that's the real tragedy of what's going on in politics today. Good luck again, and thank you for taking my call. Very, very good call, Basil. Thanks very much. I wish there were more people making their voices heard as well. Um, but I also understand we are in a time where if you make your voice heard in defense of the President of the United States, you lose friends, you lose coworkers, maybe even lose jobs, you get discriminated against, you may even be victims of crimes. Violent ones. Uh, you may, we may, I'm not kidding you. We all know this. We have seen it on social media and elsewhere. Anybody who is wearing MAGA on their hats or on their T-shirts, anybody who makes their opinions known that they support Donald Trump, they are branded as a bigot or racist, and it's just something people don't have the uh, they don't have the um, tolerance for. They don't have the ability to handle these kinds of attacks on their personal character based on a difference of political opinion, and so they're remaining quiet. So I do. I wish more people would get out and be vocal, but I do understand their reasons for remaining silent, and they're just going to speak with their votes in November of 2020. All right, it's 10.30. We're going to come back right back after the news and talk more about this latest attempt to find something with which to impeach or at least impugn the president. John Cardillo will be with us next on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 1035 now, the Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420. The answer, it was a struggle, but we finally got him. And by him, I, of course, am speaking of John Cardillo. We tried to reach him at the top of the hour. A little bit of technical glitches and problems uh, aside, we made it happen now. John Cardillo, of course, is the host of America Talks Live on Newsmax Television, also a former New York City police officer joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, John, good to have you back, my friend. How are you? 
Always great to be with you, Bob. Sorry about that. All those glitches were on my end, so apologies. No problem at all. I'm just glad we got it worked out. Glad your phone isn't destroyed. Uh, my computer almost is, so I know how that goes. All right, John, uh, by the way, love the tweet. And I'm going to ask you to use this as a launching point now. You tweeted this last night. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Who said it? El Chapo, Michael Corleone, or Joe Biden? And the answer, of course, is Joe Biden. What a perfect way to explain what is going on here with Joe Biden vis-a-vis his son Hunter and the Ukraine. Please, or and Ukraine. Please tell us more. Well, you know, Bob, what bothers me about this, and, and there's a lot of snark, right, in this, because there should be, but in almost every state in the nation, and laws overseas are typically very similar, what Joe Biden said on that stage when he was gloating about that, I took an excerpt of it, but he basically was very emphatic how when he was in the Ukraine, he gave them an ultimatum and said, I'm leaving, I'm out of here in a few hours, and if this prosecutor isn't fired, you don't get the money, of course, referencing a $1 billion aid package to the Ukraine. That would be probable cause for a bribery arrest. It would at the very least be reasonable suspicion to open a bribery investigation. But in many places, probable cause for a bribery arrest, because we know that the prosecutor to whom he was referring was investigating the oil and gas firm that was paying Biden's son $50,000 a month. Now, it is it suspends all disbelief to claim that Joe Biden had no ulterior motives when the vice president of the United States was stepping into an investigation in the Ukraine. No reason to do that an investigation that would have directly affected his son ultimately becoming a very wealthy man. It stinks to high heaven, and there should have been investigations in both the United States and in the Ukraine. There never were. And the president calling for them isn't a crime. It's not bribery. It is absolutely appropriate. Okay, that's the part, of course, that has everybody interested right now. <clears throat> is it appropriate for the president to then talk to the Ukrainian leader on a, on a binary phone call, a binary meeting, a bilateral, I should say, not binary, bilateral uh, a conversation, right. just the two of them, being monitored, though, by the intelligence community, or at least some members of the intelligence, intelligence community, say, hey, was that proper? What you just described, was that proper? Uh, did Joe Biden interfere in order to enrich his son? Uh, did this uh, this Ukraine Ukrainian uh, energy and, and gas company or energy company, oil and gas company, uh, enrich him for favors to be granted by the Obama administration through his father, the vice president of the United States. That's, you're saying that is a fair question for him to have asked. The left says, especially pencil neck shift says, that that is um, uh, a gross abuse of power and that asking the Ukraine to investigate that is only for political purposes in order to try to hurt Joe Biden. You remember when Obama sat there and on a hot mic was caught saying to Dmitry Medvedev, hey, tell Vlad I'll have more flexibility after my election? It's I do. What, that was political, right? It's what leaders do. What they want to do, what the left wants to do, look, they failed on Russia, Russia, Russia. They failed with he's a racist, racist, racist. They failed with his tax returns. They failed with that ludicrous concocted story about oligarchs signing his bank loans. Oh, him, of course, I mean Trump. So now what they're trying to do is they're trying to criminalize centuries-old foreign policy protocols, right? You've got one world leader talking to another saying, hey, you should look into this. It looks dirty. 
But the more important uh, aspect of the case here, right, go back to my law enforcement days. If you look at the fact pattern of this case, Bob, there is no evidence whatsoever that Trump offered a quid pro quo. We have a whistleblower who wasn't even privy to the original conversation. We have anonymous, in, we have anonymous, let me say this correctly, quote, former officials as sources. They could very well be John Brennan and Andrew McCabe. They may very likely be John Brennan and Andrew McCabe giving their interpretation of what happened, but on the record, and you're not hearing anything about this, you've got Donald Trump and Zelensky from the Ukraine saying no quid pro quo was offered, no offer was made by Donald Trump, there was no threat to withhold anything if the, UK, if the Ukraine didn't do something. And so this literally is a big nothing. Now add to that the fact that... Let, let me interrupt, John. Let me interrupt if I may. Yeah. Uh, because... I have been saying the same exact thing all morning um, that you just said. But the one thing they're going to come back is with is, okay, if you think it's totally appropriate and there is nothing wrong with what he said, then why are you afraid to release the transcripts of the call? That's what the Democrats want. Prove it. Show us that there was nothing illegal, nothing uh, uh, inappropriate, nothing impeachable here. Release the transcripts to us. How do you respond to that? Absolutely not. Why should you have them? I'll I'll channel Attorney General Bill Barr. There might have been other classified items spoken about on that call. They might have been talking about defending the Ukraine against Russian aggression. No, Democrats, the the president is given plenary authority by the Constitution to conduct foreign policy and to a large degree, except for the declaration of war, ensure the national defense, the defense of our allies. They have absolutely no right to it. There could have been other classified um, elements spoken about on that call. They're only asking for, you know, it's the old uh, illogical fallacy example. When did you stop beating your wife? If you won't release the right. transcripts, well, then obviously you did something wrong. No, not at all, because you're not entitled to that, and it might compromise operational security on something else. My thought was, too, it also it really presents a precedent problem, does it not? Because if, 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 of course. Foreign, leaders, yeah. if foreign leaders are going to wonder if what they are saying right now is going to be uh, transcribed and then released to the public uh, upon the first demand from somebody in Congress, uh, we're not going to have any more phone conversations between foreign leaders. Diplomacy and, 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 and uh, you know, agreements that, that are oftentimes forged through these phone calls and these, uh, you know, these conversations <laughs> excuse me, are going to be a lot more difficult to have. They're going to have to meet in person every time they want to talk uh and and that's a huge problem if they don't know that they're going to have the the expectation of privacy oh absolutely right it's it's going to impede foreign policy to a great degree but let's talk about diplomacy the other false narrative in this entire case is that trump and giuliani ran to the ukraine to dig up dirt on biden we now know that's not true in fact our state department which is institutionally still run by democrats not Secretary Pompeo, I'm a big fan of his, but the rank-and-file people, they reached out to Giuliani and asked Giuliani if he would be okay with being introduced to Ukrainians who had questions about Biden. And Giuliani said okay. So this entire, the, the entire thing was facilitated by our State Department, who asked Giuliani permission for the introduction. He said he would do it. They made the intro. The president's call with Zelensky was a byproduct of that. This was not Trump getting on the phone saying, hey, buddy, give me some dirt on Biden. I mean, the Democrats are, Bob, I'm going to come out and say it. They are lying to the American people about the fact pattern and the sequence of events here. 
Uh, I totally agree with that. John Cardillo is my guest. He is the host of America Talks Live on Newsmax Television. He's a former NYPD officer as well, and he's very well uh, connected in the uh, intelligence community in Washington D.C. and beyond. Um, so, what what do you think should? Well, let me let, let me rephrase. What do you think did happen? With respect to Hunter Biden, why was he getting $50,000 a month to sit on the board of this oil and gas company in Ukraine when he had zero experience in Ukraine? I mean zero. This is not some world traveler, some international business executive who has had plenty of uh, experience in any of these areas, yet he is hired to sit on the board of the this uh, this company for $50,000, not per year, per month. Um, and, and we're, we're supposed to believe, John, that there was no influence that was expected to be gained there in the Obama administration by way of his father. I and mean, what do you think was really going on there? The same thing that was going on when Hillary Clinton was first lady and her brother was being paid 40000 a month by companies that the Clinton administration could help. His dad was vice president. He wasn't being paid as a lawyer. He wasn't being paid as a natural gas and oil executive. What he was being paid as was a government consultant for access to his dad who was the vice president of the United States, given real power by the president of the United States. It's the same reason China, at the time his dad was vice president, decided to lend him and John Hines, John Kerry's stepson, right, a billion dollars. And then they, they gave them another half a billion for their hedge fund. It was the Bank of China, which, by the way, is government-run. And at the same time, while he's on the campaign trail in the early days of this year, Joe Biden is saying, hey, no tariffs, let's go easy on China. They're not bad guys. They don't steal intellectual property. They're not even hiding it. They're not even hiding the fact that this was pay-for-play. And that's all it was. Hunter Biden was being paid for play with the White House while his dad was vice president. And Joe Biden had a lot to gain, and he was son had a lot to gain, and he wanted to shut down the investigation. Excuse me, Bob. He wanted to shut down that investigation. It's as plain as day. And the Democrats are insulting the intelligence of the American people, telling them not to believe, not what we, guys like us, right, we're conservatives, not what we say on air. Listen to Joe Biden's own words. Follow the paper trail. It's right there in black and white. John, um, I, I again, you and I are conservatives. And you and I see this eye to eye uh, completely. Um, but how much damage is done to the president here if he does not um, release the transcript, if he does not cave into the bullying? And, and, and I mean politically. We have an election in 14 months. Uh, they are using everything they can to hang impeachment clouds over his head. Uh, they tried it with collusion. They tried it with all of the other things that you described. And now it's going to be this one as well. Even Nancy Pelosi said uh, uh, we might have a game changer here. Uh, who was it? Uh, I think it was Schiff also who said we, we may have uh, crossed the Rubicon or something of that nature. Uh, that this is this is the impeachable one. So it, it, I don't think they'll impeach him in 14 months, John. But if they hang that over his head, it, co- it may cost him a lot of votes. Maybe a lot of people who don't like the Democrats but cannot vote for somebody who may be impeached. Um, is the president, this is a big gamble for him to just kind of uh, say, nope, we're not releasing anything on this. I don't think so. I'll tell you why. Yesterday, I live in Fort Lauderdale, which is pretty damn blue, right, Broward County. And yesterday I was at a local bar restaurant watching the games. And... The crowd is mixed. It really is mixed. My, I'm on the east side, which is more red, but uh, nobody cared about this. Nobody cared about this. The political topic was Elizabeth Bi- was, was Elizabeth Warren surpassing Joe Biden. Everybody just kind of was like, eh, but, you know, that's what, that's what politicians do, right? They make deals. Even the diehard Democrats. And I had a Democrat, a guy who's an institutional Democrat, had a government services administration contract. I know him from the neighborhood, nice older guy. He said, look, I'm voting Democrat, local and state. 
but I can't vote for any of these. I'm a Kennedy Democrat. I, I'm going to vote for Trump. I can't vote for any of these people. They're crazy socialists. At the end of the day, I think the only people that care about this are guys like you and I on air who have to report it and, and political uh, wonks inside the Beltway. And, of course, the Democrats who are very nervous, Bob, that Joe Biden is going to come out of this looking really bad because if the investigation is open in the Ukraine and they start referring information over to our DOJ and this goes south for the Biden family, Pelosi, Schiff, Nadler, they are going to look terrible. So what they're trying to do now is, is scream cries of impeachment to obfuscate what's really going on here, which I think is an investigation going sideways for Joe Biden. John Cardillo, host of uh, America Talks Live on Newsmax Television. John, last thing before you jet, shifting over to shutdown D.C. today and uh, the climate strike. Uh, they're taking and exploiting children uh, and throwing them into the streets uh, last week, or excuse me, on Friday, uh, you know, in, in cities all across this country, claiming that they care more about this climate and this planet's future than, uh, uh, than the politicians and the Trump, Dem- uh, Trump Republicans do. Of course, these kids are getting a day out of school. They'll say anything they're told to say to be able to go and skip their their classes. But um, what's your take on uh, on on the climate strike? What they did on Friday and what they're doing right now in uh, shutdown DC? I, I just can't believe this many people are listening to a Swedish kid, some teenager from Sweden. I mean, <laughs> this entire thing is moronic. And like you said, kids will do anything to get a day out of school. It was funny. I was talking to my nephew. He's fourteen. He said he said I have no desire. Like he just looks at this as a fourteen year old kid. He's short. Rolls his eyes. He said, look, I'm going to football practice. I couldn't care less what these idiots are doing. You know, it, it, it's so ridiculous what they're doing here. And, and for the left to clutch their pearls and be aghast that you and I, two grown men, aren't going to live our lives because of what a 16-year-old Swedish girl tells us. And how dare we, because that must make us some terrible, misogynist, racist, xenophobic people. I mean, the world is upside down. And the fact that you could find this many people to buy in is even more terrifying, but at the end of the day, again, their proposals are simply ludicrous, and they're out there on their iPhones. My favorite was when the Greenpeace activists were protesting a week ago, wearing those reflective vests and hard hats, all made of plastic (laughs) and nylon, which are petroleum-based, right? They're all petroleum-based, and they're out there protesting and taking photos and those smiling. I mean, the the, the, the level of ignorance at these protests is what's really uh, baffling and deafening. Yeah, it really does. And the Daily Caller, give them a lot of credit here. They they sent um, uh, a reporter out into the middle of this mess on Friday and are asking these individuals the exact same things. They're, they're, you know, they're carrying their iPhones, which, of course, are made with a lot of plastic. They're carrying uh, and wearing things and, and, and all, you know, all the different things that are petroleum-based that they have no idea um, come from oil. And they say, well, we need to, we need to stop wearing plastic then. You mean just wearing plastic? I want you to go into your kitchen. I want you to go into your garage. I want you to go in every place in your house and find everything that's made of plastic and get rid of it and tell me how you're going to live. And you know what they said, John? A lot of these people are saying they're fine with that. They'll they'll go back. Uh, one of them was asked about um, uh, traveling, uh, intercontinental travel to Europe, because one of them is a business person. And they said, yeah, I do. Um, they were asking what their climate sins are. And they said, well, I travel back and forth for business all the time. And another one jumped in and said, well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe it shouldn't take us six hours to get to Europe. Maybe it should take us 13 days. Maybe that's the way to do this. So they literally want to go back 
you know, in time, about 150, 200 years, they want to go back pre-industrial revolution, pre-technology. They want us plowing our fields with, with oxen instead of tractors. Uh, they, I mean, seriously, they want a transportation to be, uh, by covered wagon. They want our, our travel intercontinentally to be by steamship. They literally are willing to take us back to 150 years later, and they don't have any idea, John, that it won't make a, a bit of difference. Not a whit of difference considering the fact that the planet controls its own climate and we don't. Yeah, and let's let's take a ship across the ocean and, and dump two weeks worth of trash in the ocean instead of six hours, right? <laughs> you know, or or have an airplane to dispose of it cleanly when it gets over there. I mean, these people are out of their minds. Look, they just say it to say it, but the hypocrisy of the week was when they keep telling us to go vegan, and they were doing like uh, growing ten thousand steaks at steak fry. Yeah. So they don't they can't get out of their own way, right? largest steak fry ever they're bragging about oh you know we're here you know in, with the people in the middle of the in the heartland and we're uh you know reading the people the largest steak fry ever meanwhile their uh their 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 supporters are screaming uh about uh getting rid of uh, factory farming and cattle ranches because of cow flatulence <laughs> john john cardillo listen you are really dialed into this uh biden situation and the trump and ukraine situation that's why i asked you to come on thank you for doing that keep up the great work i'm looking forward to watching america live later today to see what else you've got Thanks so much, Tom. Uh, sorry, sorry, John. Sorry, sorry. America Talks Live. i got to get the name of your show correct there. I want to make sure everybody watches it yeah, no on Newsmax TV. <laughs> always, always thank th- th- thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you again next time. Take care, bye. John Cardillo, it's 1052. Let's get out. Final segment coming back after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Bob France, here on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 1056, uh, final segment. I wish I had more time to give you more of that daily caller video slash audio at the climate change uh, walkout or whatever they called it. Note, uh, climate strike, I guess, is Friday. Today it's the shutdown D.C. as they continue uh, all of this nonsense. But I did tweet it, as promised, and I did Facebook it, as promised, so you can watch it for yourself. It's about four, four and a half minutes of uh, asking these um, <clears throat> half-wits uh, why they are carrying around so much uh, fossil fuel in their pockets, why they're wearing and carrying so much uh, petroleum-based uh, products, so many p- petroleum-based products that completely belie their cause. Uh, Vince is in Rocky River. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Vince, go ahead, sir. Yeah, I got a quick one here. <clears throat> no, um, okay. I was wondering, just thinking out loud, number one, two ways to get rid of, number one, Mr. Trump and also Joe Biden. Uh, the Dems let the leak come out on the president. That opens up a really open up a a major discussion with Joe Biden. As such, Joe Biden is off of the presidential list, and bingo, they take care of him because they knew he would lose, and they've got everybody open open that they wanted. How do you like that one? Um, it's uh, it, that's interesting. That is actually very interesting. Democrats who don't like Joe Biden because he's too moderate, and not, for them, I mean, I, I don't think he's moderate at all. Uh, but but for them, the far leftists, the socialists, they do. They see Biden as too moderate, so they get rid of him by exposing his and his son's corrupt dealings with Ukraine. They get rid of Trump by exposing his um, conversation with the Ukrainian president, uh, essentially saying, hey, we need to do something about this, or you need to do something about this, or lose foreign aid. So they get rid of both of them. Now there's no incumbent Republican, and Bernie or socialist uh, uh, Liz Warren takes over. 
it's it's not as insane as it sounds. The problem is they can't get rid of the president over this because the president has authority to talk about these things with a foreign leader, uh, and he also has uh, the authority to expect uh, those conversations to remain private because they could be talking, as John Cardillo said, about many other affairs that have nothing to do with this. And those that transcript being released could actually lead to uh, you know the releasing of classified information that could compromise the United States and her security or her other interests. So. But it's not a bad suggestion that this is something that the the demon rats would be trying to pull to get rid of Trump and Biden in one fell swoop so they can have a true socialist take over. But I just think it would be doomed to fail. And hopefully they realize that. Hopefully they would realize that. I think a lot of this is show. You know, we call it a show trial. They've been doing show trials since uh, the day, not even the day Donald Trump was inaugurated. They've been doing show trials since the day Donald Trump won the election, and they wanted to immediately invalidate it and say, this can't be, as they screamed at the stars. So that's what they're trying to do, though. It's just another show to cost votes in November of 2020. Mike Gallagher's next. We'll see you tomorrow on the Bob Brands Authority. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 